When life gives you lemons, what do you do with them? Over here at The Squeeze, we We talk talk about it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Squeeze. I am boy Taylor Lautner. And I am girl Taylor Lautner. Let's go. Were you get, giving us like some musical intro there? I don't know. You I, should you should just make a little beatboxing mix and that should be our like soundtrack, our little intro. Yeah. Sounds. I think one of my goals in life is to become a member of Pentatonics. If I can one day perform with them, I think my life will be made. Okay. Well, we'll add that one to the bucket list. Okay. Maybe it's like the bottom of the bucket. Oh. So like you can't pull it out. Unsupportive wife. Oh, stop. <laughs> okay, let's <laughs> let's get into actual things happening. We have the lovely, beautiful Tanya and Raquel on our episode today. And I love them. I know you do. They're so fun. <laughs> I knew you would. So context for everyone. I have known both Tanya and Raquel for coming up. I mean, Raquel coming up on 10 years mm-hmm. and Tanya just a little less than that. But yeah, I've known both of them for a while. And uh, I just think they both are tremendous humans. Boss women, yeah, and I just respect the crap out of both of them. Um, so I was super excited for her. It was your first time meeting Raquel. You've met Tanya like once, Years maybe ago. quickly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at an iHeart event. But I knew Tay was gonna hit it off with both of them. Yeah, and she sure did. Yeah, we had some great convo. It's so fun to have two best friends on and see how they help each other and also how they are as individuals, how they're different. Uh, And we also talk about their new book, The Sunshine Mind, that they did together. Yeah, It's an awesome book. We're going to leave a link for you guys uh, to check it out. It was so fun just to talk with them and hear their inspiration behind the book, uh, some personal stories that I read that I loved from the book that they kind of dove a little deeper into. So Yeah, they, they have some great insight. And uh, yeah, I learned I learned some good stuff from both of them. So highly recommend their book, and highly recommend you um not turning off this podcast right now and listening to what Tanya and Raquel have to say. Yeah, let's get to it. Tanya, Raquel, thank you so much for being here. It's thank so you good for to having see us. You thank you. It's so good to be here. We're excited to have you. And we were just talking about how long it's been since I've seen you both. So yeah. just for viewers, I've known both of you for a long time. Yeah. We were saying almost it's you and I are coming up to 10 years, yes. which is wild. Yeah. Yeah. But haven't seen either one of you for at least like four years. I know. No, like three. Yeah. Three yeah. years. Well, that's but not, I was not saying that far off. To but. Tay, I'm like, because of social media, it never feels like as long as it's been because I still know what you guys are up to and we're yeah. in communication. But yeah, we haven't been in person in, yeah, like three, four years, which yeah. is that's sad. Crazy. I know. I know. Yeah. It's not let it happen we again. Changed <laughs> it. We we're changed it. Changing the course. <laughs> so each episode, we start off with a little game we call Citrus Got Real. Mm. Like shit, just shit. okay. I love that. Um, I love that you're still clarifying. Hey, I do it every couple episodes. Shush. <laughs> I like you. It. Never know when a new listener is tuning in and they're like, "Citrus, what? Citrus <laughs> I got, got real?" Shush. There's this jar that has a beautiful book in front of it that we will dive <laughs> into later. This jar has a bunch of questions that are. Very difficult, deep questions to answer. Not really. They're not. Feel free, one of you. Do you want to pull out a question? Yeah, I would love to. Yeah, you Get got it. Get one each. Yeah, do one each. These are my favorite questions in the entire interview. This is very exciting. I haven't been. Uh, wow. What is your favorite smell? Ooh, favorite smell. Interesting. This is going to be so gross, but. um. <laughs> My dog's mouth. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah it's so true. in love she is that parent like it's sickening oh yeah yeah i love her breath i Stop. i get i got the dog part because like know. the dogs have a smell there's a yeah. smell, favorite smell yes. i don't think i would say the mouth <laughs> well wow. you know what i'm saying like the area like whenever i kiss her it's yeah. just like that scent right there dang she's got good breath yeah, I brush her teeth. Thank you very much. <laughs> I keep her hygienic. How oh my old gosh. is she? She's one. Okay. Yeah. That breath is going to get worse. Yeah, I bet. But but you don't talk about that like cornflake smell of a dog. No, I, I can't Wait, relate. I, can't. I, know, I know like the Frito smell that's on the paws. Yeah, the like Remy's that. Paws yeah. smell like yeah. Fritos. Yeah. It's my favorite smell. I mean, that is true love, Tanya, because yeah. I mean... That's the last thing I would think of. Oh, that was the first thing I thought of. Shout oh out gosh. to what's your dog's name? Sunny, I love you. Sunny is breath. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Has anyone ever said that before? No. <laughs> no. That's probably your your favorite smell. Remy's breath? Well, Re- Remy. Remy in general? Yeah. 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 I thought you were going to say this is going to be weird or gross. I thought you were going to say like gasoline. Like I do still. Yeah. I don't mind the smell of gasoline. I'm with you. I yeah. Sometimes I'm at the gas station and I'm like, but I know it's bad for me. I so know. I'm like, don't do I'm it. Like, okay, don't one do it. sniff and then yeah. you're done. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> if you're still listening, please don't tune away. <laughs> Sorry. They're like, wasn't this a it's mental health worth show? Your time. It's yeah. worth your time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think my smell would be our... I'm going to pick a normal answer and go with our candle. Okay. From our wedding. Yeah. The candle company Sniff. They have oh, a, yeah. a scent called Sweet Ash. Oh, I love an ashy smell. It's That's my so favorite. Good. To die for. It's so good. Wow. We love it so much. We got like 20 jumbo candles and put them around our whole Whoa. wedding because we oh, wanted nice. we wanted yeah. to like attach a, a smell scent to, to our wedding. So people were like, their wedding smelled so good. Yeah, that's, that's so important. smart. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. a cool idea. Very cool. Okay. Let's hear yours. Okay. What song lyric best describes your life motto? Wow. YOLO. <laughs> and I'm going to make that a little deeper than it sounds. Okay. Ooh. So YOLO, you yep. only live once. Yeah. Drake, thank you. I try to live my life that way every single day. And I think so often we can get caught up in our fears. So we won't really go for things in our life. We won't go for that job. We won't go for that relationship because it's something like fear is holding us back. And I think yeah. Yeah. anytime I feel that, I remind myself of truly you only live once. And um, I think that it takes work to push past. It's part of why we wrote our book, Sunshine Mind, is because you do only live once. And so it is so important to live life to the fullest. And so to do things like forgive, to go for what you want, to accept yourself, to love yourself the way that you are. And so I made that a little deeper maybe than it sounds, but that is truly my life motto. YOLO. Oh my God. Shout out Drake. (laughs) <laughs> i don't know if i can think of something to top that no, yeah song, that was no. pretty quick on the top of your yeah head. i'm gonna leave well, that I thought there. while you were answering to be honest uh, okay. i kind of checked out of the dog breath and i was like <laughs> i went to a different place <laughs> there's something listening to this that can relate yeah. I, i'm sure yeah i'm sure i don't mind the smell of uh remy's breath yeah remy doesn't have lily's kind of sucks lily lily <laughs> is also seven and probably can use her teeth brush a little more often yeah. than they are yeah brushed <laughs> great answers oh, Love that. thank word. you sunny's breath and drake <laughs> <laughs> you get the yin and the yang here yeah, you know you do <laughs> i love it oh my gosh um i want to know how did you guys meet like what how long have you guys been friends what funny enough uh honestly we could thank jason kennedy you're a good friend jason kennedy yeah what? our friend mm-hmm. Tell him the story. So I w- Jason was working at E at the time when I was, our radio studio was in the E building. So like we weren't part of it, but because Ryan did E and the radio show, they built this radio studio in there. And so I would see Jason all the time in the hallways. You know, you just say hi, friendly people at the office. And I was going through like a horrible breakup and I was crying every day at work, but I would walk out the hallway because I didn't want people to see me like in the studio crying. So I was always in the hallway crying and I, he would like see me. And one day he came up to me and said, I don't know why you're crying. He didn't know what was going on in my life. He just thought I was like crying all the time. And he said, I'm having a Bible study tonight. 
if you want to come, it's here. I'll text you the information. Oh my so gosh. I was like, okay. Uh, I tried everything for this breakup. Like I did the going out every night. I was drinking all the time, the partying, the, that whole thing. None of it worked. The yeah. Bible study was the last resort. The Bible so study funny. was an interesting. I just had never even thought of it. You know, I didn't really grow up in a church that felt like me. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, okay, I'm just going to, I'm going to try it. It was that night. And so I went to the Bible study and that's when I met Raquel. Yeah. Great times. And, Holy crap. Yeah. And I met Tanya and I had kind of been praying. I was like, God, if, it, if LA is where I'm meant to be and stay, I pray that I would make the best friends I've made in my life and that you would make it clear. And, I met Tanya and we kind of instantly connected and we really have been friends ever since. Yeah. Wow. We wrote a chapter. I wrote a chapter about it in the book about Jason and like also it's in the intro because it's literally how yeah. we met. Which shows also wow. the importance of reaching out to someone. Yeah. So if he didn't see her crying, right. it's one thing just to, it's kind of actually kind of uncomfortable, right? To see someone crying and, and to go out of your way to say, hey. Approach them. Um, are you okay? I want to invite you to this Bible study. But if he hadn't, have done that we yeah. wouldn't have had this but this book wouldn't be out yeah, yeah. your entire so, life could have looked different to show totally. you the power of one decision yeah 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 that is so crazy wow. where was where was bible study at that point montage it was at montage yeah was it wow or was it at jay's or was it at the house it wasn't at the house beverly Maybe it was the montage then it was at the montage okay yeah, yeah. Wow. I, I missed out on the when it was still at the house I was there at the house, the very beginning, yeah. That is crazy. Yep. Wow. Crazy. So something, as you guys know, that has been a huge part of my mental health journey, Taylor's mental health journey, journeys as individuals and as a couple has been therapy. Amen. And that is why I am so excited to share our next sponsor with you guys, which is Cerebral. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support, 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral Way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. I love that Cerebral is 100% online because that means you have no excuse. You have to go. Yeah. Like, There's no oh, I don't have time to go drive. It's too long of a drive. No, you can do it on your lunch break. You can do it before work, after work. And it's honestly just, it's convenient. Yeah, it's convenient and they have great therapists. Yeah, and it's, it'll just keep you accountable too. So we highly, highly encourage that you guys check out Cerebral because therapy is just done wonders for us. And we know it'll do the same for you. To get started on your path towards better mental health, Cerebral is giving our listeners 15% off their first month of online therapy, Woo-hoo. medication, or both. Get started at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code the squeeze to make 2024 your best year yet. That's Cerebral, C-E-R-E-B-R-A-L dot com slash podcast and use code the squeeze Offer is only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. See site for details. Get going on that therapy. So we'll just jump into the book. Congrats on the book. Thank it's you. awesome. I Thank love so it much. so much. It's so it's so good and so sweet and just like I feel like I'm like having a conversation with like a friend. That was our it. hope. Oh, that that was our hope. Yeah. Very relatable. Yeah. Yeah. Can you go back to like what sparked the idea of the book? Was there anything specifically and how did that process look? Uh, it's funny because I had written a different book proposal before this one. Oh, wow. And it was a dating book. And it was like supposed to be like this fun like dating book. And it just did not go anywhere. Like wow. nobody wanted it. And it was like a lot of work. Like, I don't know if you've ever written a book. No. It's a lot. It and, is a lot. Yeah. Uh, I can only imagine. So it was really, really like, a huge heartbreak when that didn't go because it was just like, that's literally me, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I talked about it on my podcast. I opened up about, that was kind of like my, uh, we do this thing where we do like the peak, what is it? Peak? Pit and peak of oh, the year. Yes, uh, yes. And that was my pit. And I was just like going, talking about it. And I got a message from one of our scrub sisters and she basically said, I really believe in you and your message. I have an aunt that works in publishing 
I want to connect you to her. I really, you know, believe in what you're doing. And so I knew right then and there, I wanted to do something different. I wanted to do a devotional and I wanted to do something that's really going to help people. And I immediately came to Raquel because what I wanted to do essentially was that I wanted to, the book to be like the friend that you want to reach out to. And anytime I would reach out to her, Raquel would come back with like a, a scripture or something that would always make me feel at ease in like the situation that I was in, whether it was like career or love or family. She always had something for me. And so I was like, Raquel's the perfect person to partner up with. Wow. And that's kind of how that was born essentially. Wow. Yeah. And I, when she came to me, it was an easy answer. You know, obviously it was a yes. And it was during the pandemic, a time when so many people were struggling yeah. and I was having a lot of conversations with friends and family members that were just feeling really discouraged and opposite of the sunshine mind. It was yeah. like the world's really dark and I feel really down. And so I thought, okay, the timing feels right to put something out that is uplifting, that is hopeful in spite of maybe the circumstances that the world is currently in. And so it was a very easy yes for me. And Tanya's the best partner. <laughs> yeah, it was actually yeah. a really fun process too, just because we have different strengths and we have different weaknesses that yeah. kind of complement each ask, other. Like That's what, what oh. was that process like okay. of like putting it together and like because it's not just you, it's someone else. Yeah. Too. I'm such a procrastinator. So Tanya would be like, Raquel's not gonna make the deadline. Oh, like, I was like, literally like, just like so on edge. Like, so I was like, we need to do this by tonight. And uh, she hasn't even started. And, and I mean, I would get so, time, right? Yeah. And she would do it. She would always get in on time. It was cool because even in our examples, we're very different. But our I would say I shouldn't say we're different because I think our core values are the same, but our yeah. stories and our strengths are are different. We're we're yeah. fundamentally morally the same, yeah. but characteristics are very different. Yes. The way that I handle situations is very different yeah. from the way she does, and the way that we live our lives are also very different. Yeah. So it was felt like we kind of could anybody reading it can find themselves in True. some way, shape, or form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cover cover a lot of ground. For yeah, lack mm -hmm. of a better term. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Make a good team. Mm -hmm. yeah. Just quickly, I have two little quotes from each of you from the book that I read that I oh. loved that I feel like people listening and watching would love to like hear you expand upon and I just think they're great little things yeah. um Tanya something you wrote was rejection is sometimes God's redirection love that I'm obsessed with that can you elaborate a little bit on that yeah. she loves this one. I, I do feel, all the excitement oh, I, I, I feel, I feel like, I'm really excited about it because I think that you know oftentimes when we don't get what we want whether it's and it, it's it's happened to me in my professional career and it's also happened to me in my personal life like I dated so much and I was you know sometimes I was the one rejecting but more so than not I was getting rejected and it was always like God protecting me because I like, and it's always in hindsight, right? Like you yeah. can look back and say, oh, that's why that didn't work out. And, you know, yeah. um, this is why this was meant to be. This is what God had in store for me. But in those moments, it's really defeating and deflating. And you feel rejection can make you feel a certain type of way. It makes you feel inadequate, not enough, lacking in a certain thing. And I think it's quite the opposite. You know, it's just like we're kind of all, we're just kind of going, you know, yeah. we don't know what we're doing, but God's always moving us in the direction that we're supposed to be going and i yeah. think that you know when you go for jobs and you don't get that you know that gig that you wanted or you don't get that whatever it is or something fails you know like my book my first book proposal failed yeah and that was rejection like massive yeah. rejection and yeah. it was hard to deal with but it's like this book i feel so much better about and it felt so much more intentional and focused and and for the greater good so yeah. it was like i needed that rejection because god yeah. had a bigger bigger plan yeah. for me and so it's like i've just seen it happen so much in my professional and my personal life that i yeah. feel like it's something that whenever somebody's going through something in life where they feel rejected just knowing that it's it's not the rejection they're just getting redirected to something yeah. that's meant for them yep i couldn't i couldn't love that more like yeah. and it's tough because in the moment it's impossible to see that like yeah when you're it is yeah. when you're in the mm -hmm. thick of it and mm -hmm. going through it it's impossible to be like it's not impossible, but it's very difficult to, you know, see forward. Yeah. But like, I look at like some of the biggest rejections in my life, and I don't know if I can think of one off the top of my head that I'm like, yeah, you know what? If I would have got that, my life would be so much better. Well, yeah. Like mm -hmm. if that would have happened to me, 
10 years ago, I, I, I would be so much happier right now. Like, yeah, it's so it true. always, always works itself out. When I was a sophomore in high school, so I was 16, I might have been 15 at the time, um, I had two screen tests in one day. Were you living in California? Yeah. Okay. Yep. I was going to high school. And it was just a great day. I had I like a screen test for those listening. He's like, it's down to, you know, very few people for a role. And you go in and you read for the director and producers, sometimes like, you know, the other co-stars who are, um, you know, down to the final few. And it's like, it's the last step before they hire you. It's the last step. And I had a screen test for two different movies in the same day. And it was awesome. But one of them I wanted really, really bad. And the other one I knew nothing about and I could have cared less if I got it or not. So really, I just was putting all my attention towards getting this one that I just thought was going to change my life. And that was a movie called Journey to the Center of the Earth, um, starring Dwayne Johnson. And I, I think uh, I think Josh Hutcherson ended up getting it. Um, me and him used to audition against each other all oh, the time. Funny. <laughs> so I was like, I want it was a big Disney film. I'd be starring opposite The Rock. Like literally, I'm like, this will change my yeah. career forever. <laughs> the other one, which I was like, eh, was this vampire book. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Called Twilight. <laughs> and I, they both went well, but I called my agent afterwards. I was like, they went well, but oh man, I just really, really hope I get journey to, journey to the center of the earth. And my agent was like, you know, I mean, don't be so sure. There's there's a little bit of steam behind this <laughs> Twilight thing. Wow. I was like, I've never heard of it. Vampire and werewolves? I don't know. <laughs> I wanna I wanna be opposite the rock. And anyways, a couple of days later, they call me and they're like, We got good news and bad news for you. I was like, I don't know what. You didn't get journey to the center of the earth. And I was like, Oh like, but you did get Twilight. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> You're like, whatever. Now looking back I at know, it. I know. Isn't that so wild? wild? Thank goodness I got the little vampire book. I think that's so important for people to hear because you can apply it to anything in life. I was devastated life. at the time. Yeah. See? I thought I missed the opportunity of a lifetime. And in reality, you, you were getting the opportunity. I got the opportunity of a lifetime. Oh, yeah. Yes, is that. I know. Oh, that's to that. so that's wild. Great. And you must have to, I feel like you probably have to deal with rejection a lot because I feel like there's certain professions where you don't have to deal with it on a daily basis and there's somewhere you do and i feel like in those like you really have to have a really strong inner life because that can really rock you i think all that rejection i feel like it can yeah. really kind of make you feel a certain type for of way for sure yeah e I mean, even the most successful people totally you know still get rejected mm -hmm. probably more than so not. true yeah. to be comfortable with it yeah mm -hmm. it's tough Great story. I love that story. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for sharing. That was that came to mind when I read that little quote. I love it. Raquel, uh, you talk about in one of the passages just kind of like n not knowing for sure what career you were going to do, what life looked like. And I feel like that is such a common thing for people in their so 20s relatable. and their 30s. I even feel like some days I wake up, I'm like, am I doing this right? What <laughs> yeah. am I doing? Yeah. Um, can you speak to that a little about your experience and any advice that you yeah. give? I think that everybody, I don't want to say it's not your prime, but I think everybody's like, your 20s are your prime. Whatever. I'm like, 20s are actually really confusing. Yeah. Right? The, I turned 30 this past year and I feel more me. I feel more comfortable in my skin. I feel so in my purpose. And my 20s were a lot of trying this, trying that, yeah. and getting to where I am now. So if we would have sat down and had this conversation 10 years ago, my heart would have been the same. I would have told you, I want to work on stuff that's making a difference, helping people. But how was I going to get there, right? So I was a journalism major in school during a time where the entire news business was changing, right? It used to be, and it's still this way, right? You start in a small market and Kansas or Iowa or whatever after you graduate and then you eventually work your way up to the big networks. Mm. Yeah. But now 
you can be a journalist online. You yeah. can be on YouTube. You, there's all these different outlets. Yeah. And so I started to realize pretty quickly that my life was not going to go that direction. I started building a life in LA and realized I wanted to stay here. And so I worked so many different jobs. I worked freelance for different magazines. I did like red carpet interviews. I did this and that. I worked as an assistant. Like I did so many different things and then um, worked for Selena in 2018 and then ended up working project based with her and through doing the cooking show and being a producer on her documentary kind of got me into the space of working on content that even mm -hmm. with the cooking show, it's like you're making people laugh, you're putting out joy and you get to experience the, the knock-on effect of that and um, working on a, a documentary that's on mental health and helping people and I have a, a video online series as well that's also available in podcast form called Giving Back Generation, where I share people's stories on how they use their life to give back. Mm -hmm. And so essentially, and then we have the book. So it's like my heart when I was 20 was the same, but I wouldn't have had the inner strength to be able to do what I'm doing now at that age, because you have to go through things. You have to try jobs. You have to to know what's right for you and what's not. And also to, to kind of learn your worth and what you're meant yeah. to be doing. And so my advice would be take the next right step. And sometimes there's peace in just knowing that you're getting a paycheck. Yeah. So I was an assistant, but I'm not administrative at all. But it led me to what I'm doing now, got me experience in the industry and helped me to build relationships and understand how things work. Had I not taken that job, which wasn't my dream, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. So my advice would be just keep your eye on what's in front of you and surrender to God, the higher power. And I'm telling you, life just kind of unfolds the, the way that it's meant to. There's something about trusting the process that yeah. is really yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I love that. That made me think of personally, and I know if there's nurses listening to this, they can relate. There's so much like pressure as a nurse to like go work at a hospital when you graduate, but nurses, everyone's different. And if the hospital job like isn't good for your body or for your mental health, then you shouldn't be working that job. And a lot of nurses get a bad rap for going to the hospital and working and leaving. It's just like, oh, you're weak. You couldn't do it. Like you, you want to mm. work a, at a med spa or at a, of outpatient surgery center and you're like well those are also needed but also like that's just not it, that actually took me a while to come to terms with leaving the hospital like so many senior nurses would be like I'm the only one left from my new grad class or like yeah would just be like are you gonna stay and like make like the new grads feel but you know bad? what that is that's total projection yeah because I think maybe deep down they wish they would have left yeah sooner than they did yeah yeah. And I'm obviously I'm so thankful that I did because I wouldn't be sitting on this couch with all of us. But yeah, it's just it's just so wild that you just have to take your and I love that right you step. said that, too, because the truth is there is value in all of it. So yeah. if you're in the hospital, that's amazing. If you're working at an outpatient center, it's amazing. If you're working yeah. in a med spa. Yeah, it's amazing. And so I think that that's so cool that that's your perspective. And it's yeah. important, I think, to hear. Hey, we, we need those med spa nurses. They, we do. We, but yeah, it's important do. because I feel like there's people like that in every career. For sure. You know, there's those people that kind of give you those those little soft digs and things. Yeah. And I think people can really like let that get to them. And I yeah. think at the end of the day, that's literally somebody projecting yeah. onto you. And so I think like not listening to other people is so important. Yeah. yeah. It's so hard to feel judgment from other yeah. people yeah. and totally. be able to put that behind you yeah. and, and just you know truly do what you are you know feel what your gut says what you're you're passionate about mm -hmm. not what you know all the judgment from the outside world yeah. is trying to make you feel yeah mm -hmm. there's a phrase behind the sunshine mind What's the story behind like naming it that title? So the sunshine mind, the sunshine mindset, we say it's not a formula or a quick fix. It's rather the way that we go about our life day to day. So for example, it's choosing to forgive instead of retaliating. It's choosing to take disappointments as lessons learned. It's choosing to take the high road. 
And I think we're all faced with opportunities each day to be able to do those things. Sometimes it's a little harder if it's something more extreme. And sometimes it's just in the little things like you're sitting in traffic or the line's really long, you're getting coffee and you have a moment to be frustrated. Maybe it's like, okay, I'm going to practice patience right now. Or I'm in traffic, I'm going to pick up the phone and call a friend, check in how they're doing. So I think that when people say like, well, how do I develop a sunshine mindset? You know, when someone says it can take 30 days to create or break a habit. Mm -hmm. I think that it's one of those things that is a lifelong practice. But the more you do it, the more it gets stronger. Yeah. I feel like I've heard Jay Shetty and also maybe Dr. Amen just talk a lot about things being a choice like yeah. you know when you wake up in the morning like your mind you need to make the decision that it's going to be a good day it's so and like true. it's so so powerful yeah and look like life is is wild you know like we're all everybody gets slapped with illness and you know there is a lot in life that's really hard to yeah. it's not like it's not saying like everything's good and everything's amazing mm-hmm. and life's just you know there's no yeah. bad and there's no you know there's a lot that is hard to deal with but it's like choosing to to be proactive and to deal with things with a um like a hopeful mindset versus like a negative yeah yeah Um, i mean honestly if anything i feel like the days where we text each other today's gonna be a great day or we say it it ends up like being a harder day than we yeah than normal yeah but i think that's just like having to just keep practicing to keep a positive mindset to yeah. keep like just pushing through. Or maybe we needed that mindset to get us through the tough day. Yeah. If we didn't have it's that true. mindset going mm-hmm. into it, it would be a really tough day. Yeah. yeah. What are you guys most proud of? Well, with, a big question. This. Whoa, no one's asked that. I that's a great <gasps> question. I'm gonna say I'm most proud of the fact that I have worked on myself a lot and I know that I don't have all the answers and I know that my way isn't necessarily the right way. And I think you would have asked me this like 10 years ago, I would have been like, I have the exact formula in my way. It's my way or the highway. And like, I used to think I knew everything. And I feel like I'm proud of the fact that I've done a lot of work on myself. And I've like really, I'm, I think I'm just like a much better partner in my relationship and in my friendships because I'm, I'm able to just know that like, I don't know everything. Yeah. And therapy. It's amazing. There you go. What about with the book? Uh, I think I'm just like proud of the book in general, you know, like uh, I think it's been a long road. Like I've been working on a book for about five years at this point. Um, So it's a long journey, but it's like so rewarding and it really pushed me in ways that I've never been pushed before. So I'm just really proud of it in general. And that like we did it together. I think there's a lot of beauty in doing something with someone because I think we're in a society where everything is self, self, self. And I think it's cool that we show that it's good yeah. to do things with people and partner with people and and how sweet you get to like celebrate together too. Yeah. like yeah. that's something that I feel like is so fun for us with this is we're like oh wow like obviously like we celebrate the other but this is right. something that like we do together like it just makes it a little more like sweeter when you get to celebrate with the person the you best. worked on yeah. with yeah what am I proud of I that's a good question I don't know it's like <laughs> stumped me a little bit um, I think it's maybe it's not something we think about enough and it's important I think that I, I too have worked on myself a lot the last few years and I think that I've gotten a lot more comfortable within myself. And again, what I was saying earlier about maybe my heart's always been the same, but, but then your heart can be one way and then you've got to do the work to, to, for that everything to kind of line up. And so I've worked on I used to be big people pleaser saying yes to everything. I've been better about my yeses being yes and my nos being no, yeah. being comfortable with who I am, overcoming maybe certain you know, just issues or self-esteem things that were hard. Like I've, I've kind of worked through those things. And, and I think mo- being most proud of living a life of integrity, I'm not perfect, but I think that when you live life that way, you do sleep peacefully at night and yeah. spending the last to move to LA when I was 18, so it's been 12 years and it really has been a journey. I, there were a lot of, you know, <laughs> There are a lot, no, a lot of opportunities where I maybe could have taken a different route or or not, you know, yeah. not stayed on the path. And I always chose integrity and character above everything. And I, I'm proud of that. Mm-hmm. And the book I'm very proud of because it's it's vulnerable, it's real, and it's helping people. Helping people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> Perfection. This is a fun segment we mm-hmm. have called the Lemon Eleven, and it is eleven fun questions. All right. So I'll kick it off. Heck yeah. Number one. What movie or song title best describes your mental health today? Movie <laughs> or song title? This is a great question. I Can you think of one? Yeah, I'm going to go with, because I've just been listening to it a lot lately, Special, Lizzo and SZA. Uh-huh. I love it. Yeah. Okay. The lyrics too. You know, the song's all about like, just knowing that you're special. Yeah. And I feel like I'm kind of like getting my mojo back a little bit. Yeah. Feeling special. I'm going to blast that. Right. Okay. When, I love that. I love That's that. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, guys. I'm stumped on this. <laughs> wow. I mean, you're, you're YOLO. I know. Earlier. Can we do you YOLO? Can we do YOLO. repeat? I, I think I'm still in, I think I'm in YOLO God's for plan? life. I think Maybe God's, God's plan. God's, let's stay oh. in the Drake theme. Yeah, let's go with God's plan. Drake. Oh, wow. my partner. God's plan. <laughs> wow. That was good. Oh, my gosh. That was quick. Thank you so much. Music, I know. Yeah, she she does work in radio. Yeah, she dabbles in music. Oh my gosh. Okay, number two. How open are you with the people in your life when struggling? I'm so open. Oh wow. Oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. My one of my best friends, Ashley Cook. I think you know Ashley, right, Taylor? You meet Ashley? I don't. Maybe, maybe didn't. Is she a singer? No, no, no. She <laughs> known her for Ashley. I think there is a singer named Ashley. There is a singer named Ashley. I do think Ashley that there Cook. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to the singer Ashley Cook, yeah. wherever you are. But that's not who we're talking about. Um. So my friend Ashley, who is not a singer, she. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I call her and I'm like, it's all out there. I mean, there is like nothing. Yeah, it's it's out there, and we're open with each other. Oh my, uh, yeah, like oh, we're open. Like, we we put I, it all out there. Yeah, if I'm struggling, I'll literally be like, Raquel, uh, can you meet me for coffee? How quickly? can you get there Thanks. nice <laughs> yeah that's so great to have yeah i already i already know when it's about to happen she'll text me hi <laughs> it's like a pan it's like a different yeah. than like hey what's up it starts with like hi where are you and i'm like okay i've actually gotten really good at being uh that way in my relationship too like great. if i need something or if i'm like expecting something i don't expect him to read my mind like i very much i'm just like this is what I would like and this is when I would like it by and like, let's talk about it. You know what I mean? Like, let's talk about yeah. your expectations. Let's talk about my expectations and how we can like meet in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. That's... The reading the mind thing, I feel like is one of the greatest things that I've learned and tried to work through because I'm like a acts of service person and I'll like, I'll clean the dishes. I'll do all these things and I'll like wait for Taylor to like take the trash out because like that. Yeah. And that's like, but then he won't unless I, I tell him it's full. Not that that's a bad thing. But, <laughs> um, but that's also just me and I'm a psycho with cleaning. But I've learned that I can't expect him to do a chore, yeah. do whatever that he may not even see is a chore or like that is even there. He may not even know there's clothes in the dryer. So or true. The clothes need to go into the dryer. Yeah. So I need uh, that's something I've worked on is just like being honest to me like, hey, can you do this? Not like not in an anime yeah. way just because yeah. then when you do that and you pr- think that they're going to read your mind they don't yeah. then you start to build resentment exactly. and then you start to get angry and like yeah. it's something that I'm so I'm so adamant about it and I like make my boyfriend take the love languages test all the time because I'm like <laughs> wait I, all the time so you like, he repeat takes it yes because I think it changes I think your <laughs> yeah. love language love changes that. over time and I, I think like we give love the way that we like to receive love when in yep. reality you need to give love the way your partner wants to receive love. Yep. Yeah. And it could be two totally different things. So like, I'm always so aware of that. So like on his, when his birthday comes around, I'm like, I would want to do this, but what do you want to do for your birthday? Like, let's yeah. do what you want to yeah. do. Like I'm yeah. very aware of that stuff. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I'll, I'll take the trash out after this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You did. You did. <laughs> I did actually. You did this yeah. morning. Wow. I saw. I did this morning. I, honestly, so today was a great day. But today yeah. was a great day. It was a big, yeah. huge day. Yeah. We're learning that the taking the trash out is a two is a part A and part yeah. B. Wow. <laughs> yeah, because the trash has to go out go, of the bag, has to go back in. Yeah. 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 We skip we skip step B a lot, but hey, <laughs> I didn't ask him to do step A, so <laughs> I still actually take the, the bag back in. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, number three. Um, what is your favorite part of your morning or night routine? My favorite part of my morning routine is coffee. Yeah. I love coffee. Yeah. yeah. I'm starting trying to get off coffee. So okay. that's literally me. This this is my first like week off of it and I'm slightly struggling, but it just hikes my anxiety through the roof, especially like just because we've been so busy. But I like need to get decaf now. And Erwan doesn't 
I have decaf coffee that she, I can make. She recently got a, a half half caffeinated. I learned from talking with Cassie, half calf is a thing you can order at oh. coffee shops. Yeah, I think so. yeah, it's like they'll do some decaf, some regular. Yeah, it's like to half- like wean you off. Maybe yeah, I need yeah. to start doing half calf. Yeah, yeah, half calf. I feel like um, for me, it's more nighttime though because my mornings like mm. are so hectic usually. So yeah. I don't really have like a not a peaceful morning routine. Like yeah. it's more of like a frantic morning yeah. routine. Although I have like my things you know like i make my bed every day i listen to my worship music i try and light a candle while i'm getting ready like i have my things yeah but it's very quick like i'm like you know lighting the candle then blowing it out within five minutes but um yeah mornings are you're up yeah she's up and and out the door yeah uh but nighttime i'd say my favorite thing is back to my dog cuddling with my dog in bed and smelling that breath breath. there's (laughs) nothing better because for me like nighttime is where i can like it's just slower pace. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm with you there. Yeah. Yeah. He likes the night. I love the night. I'm way more of a night person. Yeah. 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 Mornings are never They're fun rough. to me. Yeah. Just um, try and get through the morning. It's hard. <laughs> I know. I try to do my routine stuff, like my sit down devotional time in the morning though, because he, I wake up before him. And so I like have actual like, oh, that's nice. Me time. So yeah. I try to do it then because at night we unwind differently. Similar. You also like wake up literally like like wanting to like check things off your box. Yeah, like, wow. like, it's a, it's wow. a the same way. It's a bed. character it's thing. Yeah. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm yeah. like, I'm with you, Taylor. Yeah, I'm like, I need yeah. to. I have to wait like forty minutes for him to like sit on the couch, like have which I get because my dad, my dad, I used to not be able to like speak to him in the morning until he had his coffee and be like, hey, can you? And he's like, no, I need a minute. And you're very <laughs> much like that. You're like, I need to wake up. I need to like adjust to being awake i'll literally walk she's she's getting better now you you trashed on my you know (laughs) chores so i'm gonna give it back to you here she'll literally she's getting better but i will walk out of the bedroom door like just open my eyes and she's like hey i have these like five thoughts wanted to run this by you because she's been up for you know i've been up and have like all these emails i've dropped it she wants to like go over things right (laughs) when i roll out of bed i'm like bro you got to slow yeah. down. <laughs> I'm the same way. Like, <laughs> truly. Hilarious. But it is funny. I will say the the one thing I do every morning because I wake up and I'm out the house before my boyfriend even like is he's still like in REM cycle. Uh, I leave him a note every day. Like when I leave, I like every leave day. a note every morning. Before Can you I believe leave. that? And amazing. Then when we have the kids, I'll like leave it for him and the kids. Like I just, Aww. it's like a good morning, whatever they're doing that day. Like hope yeah. this goes well. Hope your meeting goes well. Blah, blah, blah. Can't wait to see you tonight. And like That's slide amazing. out so the door. Sweet. It's really nice. It's like a tradition that I've started that I really hope I can do forever yeah. he used to do that to me all the time with me. used to used to <laughs> no when i was gone working i don't leave the house uh, anymore i yeah. work from here now but when i was at the hospital and i'd come home in the morning from night shift and it'd be like good morning and there'd be like a granola bar and a note that's or sweet. like yeah, I think that's there's really something sweet. like i get sad that we don't get to wake up together yeah. you know like there's something kind of like yeah i don't like that so yeah. it's kind of my way of like waking up with him the notes Aww. definitely put a, a huge smile on your heart for sure yeah Number four, how has your career impacted your well-being? Eyes <laughs> widen. <laughs> <laughs> you want to take that? You want to start with that? Yeah. I'll start. <laughs> we, we struck a chord. My career has affected my well-being in a good way. I think I, so I work project-based. So I think that sometimes that can be difficult, right? Yeah. Because you yeah. have times where you're, you get this right with creative work you're extremely busy and then there's times where you have more downtime but i've learned now to be able to fill the downtime with stuff that's productive and is filling my soul or is doing things for others being involved with organizations or helping my friends um so i feel like now i've been able to balance it and my career affects my well-being in a positive way i think also working in the entertainment industry can be any industry can be difficult but especially in entertainment you're dealing with a lot of personalities and so i think i've just learned better how to tune out of certain things that are not yeah healthy or not good and i just yeah. give it very little energy focus on the good so it, it's yeah. affected it in a positive way now yeah, that's great 
I think what's so funny is like, I don't think I was equipped to be in this industry when I started out because I did not have a thick skin. I let everything impact me. And I also didn't have a relationship with God at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, So I didn't really have like a true sense of self. And so, and also at that time, it was very not the way it is now with women, like wanting to help each other. It was very cutthroat. It was, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm going after that. Like we're both going after the same thing. So like, she sucks and like it was just like the the culture was just so different yeah um but i think that it did really help me you know and i wrote a lot about that stuff in the book because it wasn't you know like it was not rainbows and butterflies for me and i was not greeted with open arms by everybody you know and but it's so beautiful because some of those relationships now have really blossomed and we turn the corner and like Mm. i wrote about one of them specifically in the book because it just goes to show you that you really can, if you take your ego, put your ego aside, like you really can, like being vulnerable and open with people, we have a lot more in common than I think we give ourselves credit for. Yeah. And sometimes if you don't start out on the right foot with somebody, it doesn't mean that it has to always be that way. You yeah. know, if somebody extends the olive branch, it can really turn into a beautiful relationship. And um, Patty Rodriguez is actually, she wrote an endorsement for the book and she's one of those people where... When we first started out on air with Ryan Seacrest, like we did not see eye to eye. We like would really butt heads and it was really hard for me, mm-hmm. you know, for mm-hmm. the first few months. And then it was when I was going through my breakup, she kind of extended this olive branch. She gave me this necklace that said hope on it. Mm-hmm. And it was like the turning point. And then we just started talking about our heartbreaks and like really related in that. And now we're like each other's biggest cheerleaders. So and so it's like, yeah, it's a really cool story. But I think the entertainment industry it can, it goes in waves, you know, yeah. like, and I think having a true sense of self, I think if you don't have that, you can really get swallowed up in things. I remember when I was like, I was going for this gig and I remember the producer at the time was like, when you go out on assignments, you have to ask this one. I'm always going to give you one question that you have to ask the person. And it would always be this salacious headline, whatever it is. And I was like, that's just not me. You know, like I don't, yes, I want this job, but I don't want this job if it means I have to be something that I'm not. Yeah. And so I had no regret about that decision because it was just, it just did not make me feel at peace. But that was like later, you know, that was when I was already doing it for a couple of years. But I think yeah. it's really shown me, it's been a roller coaster for sure. Yeah. Like it was, it was hard for a while and then it would get better and then it would get hard again and yeah. different seasons, different situations. Yeah. It's like a lot to navigate. Yeah. It's well, a lot of cool, personalities. Like that you have been through that and like now, you're like senior and like new freshmen like newbies come to work and you get to like be kind to them and like you get to like give them a different experience than yeah, yeah. you had to i think that's i think that's really cool yeah it is fun yeah that's awesome okay number five this is a fun one <laughs> what is the most misunderstood thing about you they think i'm happy all the time mm-hmm. they're like how are you always happy and yeah. i'm like i'm not yeah. I'm not always happy. I'm always at peace. Yeah. But like, and I think I try to, it's funny because if you listen to the podcast, I've even cried on the morning show. You know what I mean? Like I'm very open about when I'm going through things, but I think uh, that's like a big misconception that I'm just like always happy. I'm human. You I know? would say maybe similar for me too. I think yeah. that people don't, when you do kind of what we were talking about in the beginning, making that choice to take the high road and and to see the good in things. I think that people think, well, oh, your life must be really easy then or yeah. you must not have struggles. And it's not true. It's like there have yeah. been a lot of struggles, but I really have done the work to overcome yeah. and to be that person yeah. and continue to do the work. So I think that that would be a misconception for me it would be similar to you as well. It's yeah. Just thinking, oh, life must be great. You're always happy. And that's it's not true. It is it is a choice and it, it's work. Yeah, yeah. it takes work yeah. to get there. And it's not always like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Number six. What is the greatest advice you've ever received? Ooh. This one's very easy for me because it was like my first week on the job. It was from Chelsea Handler. And she said, mm. there's room for everyone. Wow. And it was like so profound, especially in that time. Because again, it was like that time where women weren't so supportive of each other. And it yeah. felt like we were all going for the same one gig or, you know, things yeah. like that. And so that was like very profound. It was like, there's room for everyone. Oh, wow. If I don't get that, I'll just get something different, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. To not judge. My mom really instilled that in me. It's just to, to never judge anybody. If you were to walk in another person's shoes, you know, maybe you would 
understand them a little bit more. And so just to never judge people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Number seven. What does wellness mean to you? Wellness means everything to me because I I see wellness as our as our mind, body, spirit being well. And I think mm-hmm. it starts with the spirit. So for me, what that looks like is if I'm having a hard time, I will lucky to live in California. I'll go drive down to the beach and I'll go and take a really long walk and I'll listen to my worship music or meditation music and I'll take time just to really be still. And yeah. every single time I do that, peace comes in. So then when my spirit's well, my mind is well. So if I'm having negative self-thoughts, they turn into positive ones. Um, my, if my body is well, which that also has to do with the spirit, but it also has to do with what we're eating, you yeah. know, what we're putting into our body. Um, so yeah, wellness is everything to me. If I'm not well in my spirit, if I'm not prioritizing that, then I'm not going to be well in any other area of my life. So it's everything. It's kind of the same for me, but I think wellness is also, uh, I'm really big on routine and like, um, yeah. it's funny because people like my best friend, Becca, we are like totally opposite. And in our podcast, people are always like, live a little Tanya, you know, cause I'll pack cucumbers with lemon <laughs> as my snack and I'll bring nuts. And the thing is, it's not even, it's not about living. Like, it's not like to me, I'm living my best life when I'm taking care of myself, when I'm eating the things that I know make me feel good, when I'm sleeping, when I'm prioritizing my sleep, you know, like I was going, I would go through phases of life where I wasn't prioritizing my sleep and like, I need that to function. And so it's like really just being in tune with my body, my spirit, uh, being at peace. That's all wellness to me. It's not about looking a certain way. It's about like feeling a certain way. Mm, Yeah. That's awesome. Like you and Tanya are a little bit similar. Yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting yeah, that vibe. I thrive, thrive in my routine. Like, and I, I'm always like, okay, let's set up on Sundays. I'm like, let's talk about what we want to eat for the week so we can like set it up and we go oh, to the wow. grocery store. And my I'm boyfriend's like, winging like, it all day, every, every day. meal. He's like, I don't know what I know what I want to have for breakfast tomorrow. And I'm like, I already have my overnight oats packed for the next three days. <laughs> <laughs> we were so literally just funny. talking about that. We, we post, we've been postmaning too much and we need, I'm like, we need to go to the grocery store because Taylor, well, he's he's the cook. He's an amazing cook. Oh wow! He, Guys, we've got to do a dinner. Oh my gosh! Fun yeah. Dinner, yeah, he's such a good cook. I'm spoiled. That makes up for my trash comment earlier. Uh, <laughs> uh, but we'll go. He doesn't want to go to the grocery store like for multiple days. He wants to go to the grocery store when he wants to cook uh, every this meal. One meal. This is literally my me and my boyfriend argue yeah. about this all the time. No yeah. way! And I'm I like, can't predict. He goes, "What am I going to want to eat for Tuesday?" Like, and yeah. I'm like. Eat what's in the fridge. You just eat what's there. That's what you eat. That's so funny. But I'm like, we need to start buying some more food because we've been postponing so much. We don't have food in the fridge. We always have nothing in our fridge. We don't want to go to the grocery store. It's going to be way too late if you make dinner. Like we need to just like stock up on like on food. He's like, no. We can stock up on snacks. So how is it going? Where are you at with it? Um, Not well. We've stocked up on snacks. Everyone okay, has everyone good. has all the good like the everyone, pre-cut, yeah. you know, carrots yeah. and the cucumbers and the pet all the things. I'm fine stocking up on snacks. I just can't meal prep or like I'm buying what I'm gonna make. It's you know, three days from now. I also don't know what at, I'm gonna feel like that. So if I don't feel like it, yeah. then when I was single, let me tell you. Oh no, thriving Sundays. Sundays, the whole day was dedicated to setting up my entire week. I would look at my calendar, see like. When I had my long days at work, I would pack. I would literally know what I was eating for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. I'd go wow. to the store. I'd get it all done. Da, 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 da. I'd pack my bag. I'd have my little satchel, keep my ice in it. And I would be like, wow. so good. And then it like totally tanked when I started dating my boyfriend. I feel it was Tay, just like, is, Tay is longingly looking at Tanya <laughs> like, wow. Yeah. But but we have met in the middle. Like now, yeah. like I just still, I still do it for myself. Yeah. I yeah. the stuff that I need to for work. It's the dinner that I'm really like trying to like get us on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> my boyfriend's the same way. He's like, But what if we want a barbecue tomorrow? Or what if I want steak or what if I want yeah. this? And I'm like, You just decide. You just, just decide. Just pick yeah. and then you'll eat what's in the fridge. Correct. Oh my gosh. Uh, great. I'm glad to know I'm not alone. Uh <laughs> number eight. What is your relationship with social media and do you think it affects your well being? I have to say now my relationship with social media is great. And I've always had a really beautiful community on there. Like obviously there's a couple trolls here and there, few yeah. and far between. Like I'm very grateful and lucky that I have had that experience. But what's interesting is 
I actually wrote a chapter in the book about it because I was using this like supermodel filter on mm. Instagram. I was like, damn, I look good. Yeah. And I would just use it and I would look in the mirror and like I started to kind of lose my sense of confidence. And I would look in the mirror and be like, oh, like, yeah. you know, yeah. like I didn't like what I saw. And then I realized how much damage that was having on my confidence. Yeah. Yeah. So I literally was like, I even went to the point where I sent a picture of my face with the filter and a, without it to my friend that's a plastic surgeon. So like, what do I need to do to look like this? Yeah. And it was like a laundry list of things. And I was like, this is a problem. Yeah. I am yeah. an adult, a f- like fully developed yeah. woman who's confident in who she is. And I'm having this text conversation right now. Like this is a problem. So I really like made a point right then and there to like never use filters anymore. Wow. It's just that's not awesome. worth it. Yeah. It's not wow. worth it for myself. And I also don't want like, have you ever followed somebody on Instagram and then met them in person and been like, whoa, you look, oh, yeah. it's jarring. And oh, I was like, yeah. I never want somebody to meet me and be like, that's not who I see. Yeah. yeah. I just yeah. want to be me. I love yeah. that. Yeah. That's really great. You're really good at it. My relationship with social media is good. I mean, I only have Instagram. So I, I, maybe if I was on TikTok, Twitter yeah. or whatever, maybe it would feel like too much time, but I think it's yeah. healthy. I try not to go on too much. I do think it's a natural habit. Like, Probably when I pick up my phone after this, I'm going to go check Instagram, but but it's good. And I, again, it comes back to the inner work. I know the truth and I know that you're really seeing people's highlights or a small glimpse into yeah. their life on socials. And so yeah. I don't really let, you know, anything get to me. And um, I know everyone's doing their thing and yeah. um, anything that's negative or bad that I receive, I don't take it in, focus yeah. on the good. And yeah. Yeah. All about that perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All perspective. Okay, number nine. What is your favorite form of self care? I think what I just said of of going to the beach, doing my walks. Yeah. Um, yeah. To name something outside of that, maybe getting a massage. Yeah, found that. Yeah, find that really relaxing. Yeah, <laughs> it's worship music for me. Yeah, like yeah. it really just puts me in a totally different headspace. Yeah, and then the second thing this is going to sound so weird, but cleaning my makeup brushes. <laughs> nothing I need organization to yeah organization is my love language and it yeah. makes me feel better to like organize even if it's just like a junk drawer and I organize a junk drawer like I feel better yeah yeah that is so funny <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I feel heard I feel seen yeah. I just saw a little bit be. of drool yeah. fall from her the mouth the excitement <laughs> it's not I literally I've said this so many times to Taylor he's like what I'm like just like it's I'm just gonna feel so much better once this is like put away and then it'll get put away and I'm like oh my gosh and Taylor's like I feel no different and I'm like (laughs) it's so interesting you know I've never lived with a man before before my boyfriend we basically lived together and it's such an interesting thing when you're intersecting your life like that because you're so used to I'm like my my home looks like a museum like it doesn't even look like anybody lives in there because that's how like I am and then I move into, you know, I haven't officially, but like I'm living with my boyfriend and his two kids and it's not That's, a museum, you yeah. know? And so it's actually been really good for me because I, I don't care as much. I obviously yeah. like, and I've, I, we just had to meet in the middle, you know, it was like, yeah. okay, keep the common areas clean and tidy, yeah. you know, and everything else I can like work with. But yeah. it it's, it's such a weird thing. That I feel like nobody talks about yeah. you move in with somebody like it's very, yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's why I'm, I am thankful we've lived together for a little bit yeah, now. We had some, some practice. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. The, throw, the first throw. year of marriage is so hard. I'm like, okay, I think, I think us living together before. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. yeah. You really yeah. get to know someone. Yeah. You would be pissed at me. <laughs> or vice versa, honestly. No. Oh. Compromise is a beautiful thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It really is. We've learned to crush that. Crush the comp in a good way. Like we crush it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, number 10. Who has had the most positive impact on your mental health? I don't necessarily say you, Raquel. Ponya. Wow. wow. No, come here. Oh my goodness. Come here. Hug this is beautiful. That's so kind. No. What? Uh, Are you serious? Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I think so, because I feel like she's the type of friend where you can kind of go to her and there's no judgment. There's no and it's a very it's a very interesting skill that you have, because I think <laughs> whenever a friend comes to me and like, let's say they like 
broke up with somebody, I'm like, that guy sucks. Yeah. He never did this. You know, like you yeah. insert your opinion. You kind of, you know, you you go down that path. Yeah. Raquel never inserts her opinion. She just listens. Good listener. She's mm-hmm. a good listener and she's just there. Yep. She'll give you a scripture to Aww. encourage you. Yeah. But it's very, um, it's not abrasive. It's not judgmental. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's hard to find. I yeah. think. And a lot of the time, Thank that's you. all you need to. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you don't, in that moment, yeah. you don't need advice. You right. don't need like, you know, yeah. you just need somebody yeah. to listen to and yeah. somebody to be there. And, Unless I ask you, if I'm like, what yeah. would you do in this situation? Yeah. I don't want to know what you would For do sure. in this situation. Yeah. yeah. I just want to be heard and loved. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. That was very sweet. Um, that was really well, that was that was really sweet. Um, I would Tanya's had a huge. <laughs> I was like I gotta give it back to her. Now. No, 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 no. And uh, she's like, I guess her. Here's here's what I'll say. Like a- any person that I keep close to me, um, has a positive impact on yeah. on great. my mental. I mean, I'm I'm I won't be close to somebody if if that's not the case. And yeah. I think that again comes from we keep going back to doing the inner work because when you're healthy inside you're gonna attract healthy around you yeah and um so yeah tanya's been an an amazing amazing support to me you're always there thank you Mm -hmm. wow glorious okay we have come to our last question number 11 wow here we go (laughs) if you could go back to one moment in your life what would that moment be and what would you say to yourself? Hmm. I think I experienced like massive rejection when I was graduating from college. I was working for a radio station at my college and I thought I was just going to like live in Tucson for the rest of my life because I was mm. like, I had a job and I loved it. And this was when it was like the recession and nobody was getting, you know, people were just getting laid off. And I would have stayed in, in Tucson. And I remember I got laid off because I was a part-timer. And that was the first time I'd ever had rejection like that. You know, it was my first real like adult job and it was really deflating and it happened when I was graduating and I felt so, that was one of like my lowest lows because I just felt like so confused and I wish I could go back and just like tell her like it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. I think I have that mentality now. Like I'm like with my career, if something goes awry and I end up you know, I love what I do now, but let's just say something happens. Yeah. I know I'm going to be okay. Like yeah. I just have that faith now and I didn't have it then. And so I wish I could go back and say, you're going to be a good girl. Yep. Well, it, it makes me, that question makes me feel a little bit emotional. I just had one specific flashback to when I first moved to LA and I was sitting with my mom at, uh, on this street called Larchmont. We're having pizza and I was crying because I couldn't make any friends and I'm very social and it's a tough city to get integrated into, especially if you're not, you know, in high school or like, you know, at that age, it's really hard. And I remember saying there was like a group of my friends in Chicago where I'm from, like they were all out together. And I said, see, look, like they're all together and they're all I like, I, I want to go back. And I think I remember I like ran off, like cause I was just crying and I'm 18 and And I wish I could tell myself then, just stick it out, trust God, and things really will work out. And I think it's a good reminder for people to hear because sometimes when you push through discomfort, sometimes that comes in the form of a move. What's on the other side of that is moving here changed my whole life. To preface a little bit, I moved here with my family. So it wasn't my, well, it was my choice to move. I was 18. But I wouldn't have necessarily maybe moved to LA on my own and it got me out of my comfort zone and I'm living a life that is so full and amazing because of that decision. And so I think it goes back to what you were saying in the beginning, your story that you gave about the two movies Mm -hmm. of that. It felt disappointing. It felt like, oh, I just, this film that was going to change my life didn't happen. So for me, I was like missing my life in Chicago and it's like that, you know, I was happy there and whatever. But pushing through the discomfort, taking that different road, that new opportunity led me to the most full, amazing life that I'm that I'm living now. And um, so I think I would go back to myself in multiple moments going through a breakup when I was younger and feeling like it was the end of the world, going through a move, just saying, hey, it's going to be okay. Because when you look back in hindsight, 
everything ends up exactly the way that it's meant to be. Even the hard stuff, it grows you internally and makes you a more well-rounded, beautiful person. So that's what I would say. Beautiful. It's always going to be okay. Yeah. 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 Amen to that. Awesome. Oh, this is great. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Coming and joining us. <laughs> thank you guys this for having awesome. us. So much fun. And we will link your lovely book yes. for everyone to go. Yes. We so check it out. I'm obsessed with it. And congrats again, guys. It's thank so you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for squeezing us into your day. Please be sure to rate, review, and follow our pod and check out full episodes on YouTube. You can follow me at Taylor Lautner, my lovely wife at Tay Lautner. Check out The Squeeze on Instagram at The Squeeze. And also give a give a little uh, glance and a follow to Lemons by Tay. That's at Lemons by Tay on Instagram and LemonsbyTay.com. And also be sure to email us, lautner.thesqueezepodcast at gmail.com if you guys have any questions, any guests you'd like to see. We've gotten some interesting emails so far, which has been awesome. But most importantly, please continue to talk about your journey with those around you and send our show to a friend that you think could use a little extra squeeze in their life. Absolutely. Toodles magoodles, everyone. Magoodles. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.